Welcome to the Honest Business Podcast. This is the show for ambitious, value-driven business owners who are actively building a business that works for them. Hi, I'm Mae James, and I'm here to make scaling your business easier and more rewarding than ever. Each week, we will dive into simple, sustainable strategy and pragmatic leadership discussion to support you as you take imperfect action on your entrepreneurial journey. If you want to stay ahead, exceed your growth goals, and have a purposeful, thriving business, then keep on listening. Hello, and welcome back to the Honest Business Podcast. Woohoo! So glad you're here. Today's episode, I hope you're well. I know I just dive into these, but I figure you're busy, you're a business owner, you've got a lot going on. I don't really like a podcast where people start like chatting on for ages and ages. I prefer to just get straight into it. But let me know. Maybe come and DM me on Instagram. Do you prefer a chat? Would you like a chat? If you like a chat, go on Instagram. I chat on stories. Go and join our email list. We have like two emails that go out a week or are going to start going out a week depending on when you're listening to this. Yeah, there's a lot of chit chat elsewhere, but for the podcast, I feel like you just want to get it in your ears and go. So <laughs> that's why I just dive into these episodes. But as I say, love to know your thoughts on that. Maybe we could even just have a podcast where I just blabber on forever, but I don't know if that's really useful or interesting. Today's episode, so glad you're listening, is... Now, I haven't actually decided on the title. I'm going to be open and honest with you on this one. I think this is going to be so valuable. I know I say that a lot, but I try and make sure these these episodes is a long-form piece of content, and if I'm going to sit and use my time and record a long-form piece of content, it has to be useful and valuable. But today we're talking about investing in yourself, Q&A, slash finding the right business coach, Q&A, slash investing in your business, Q&A. Don't actually know. It's essentially telling questions that I get asked, slash have been asked over the years, and people often want to know, and the same similar ones come up, and I thought I would, you know, give me, give you my answers oh lord can't talk as of august 2022 well, as with all these things i feel like with q a my answer changes you know as the industry changes as things change don't if you're listening to this in 10 years time you know maybe ask me for an updated one because we can always do an updated one some of the answers will stay the same but you know things do change but overall this is about you going and spending money on you know bettering yourself bettering your business growing your business whatever that means to you and I'm going to talk through some kind of typical situations. So the first question is a really good one. And it's all about basically what the, do you actually need? So the question is, I don't, hi, I don't know if I need coaching, mentoring, consultancy, strategy, course, program or advisory services. Help. What a great question. I'm going to go through and just explain what I believe and my definition is of all of these different things and then we can the whole of this episode can make more sense as I'm using different terms now I just want to preference this this is my definition this isn't the Oxford definition this isn't your maybe your definition but this is my definition in my professional capacity of what I believe this to be and I think this is where sometimes it gets really hard because all these different kind of terms are used and people have different interpretations of them they know what it means differently and you know there's different things and then some people also then call things in their business and that's not actually what it is. So yeah, there's a whole kind of thing with that. And I think this is why it's a great question. So first of all, I'm going to go through each one of what it is. And then I can go through and kind of give a few kind of suggestions of what each one makes sense to do. So first of all, you have coaching. Coaching in its true sense. And again, this gets hard because, (laughs) well, let me give you pure. So pure coaching is where someone sits with you And you can talk to them 
And the person who is the coach is helping you come to your own kind of senses and thought process through it. So coaching is very much around you have the answer and it's about the coach helping you guide that through to find the answer within you. Putting it very simply, I mean, there's so many different types of coaching. So that's just a very simplistic thing, you know, but that's kind of some of it is like the person who's coaching you doesn't necessarily have to have done what it is that you are doing but they are coaching you through a certain situation, question, point of view, etc. Mentoring is where the person may have done it themselves and are kind of giving you the leg up, the step up of like, right, here's the process, this is the thing, let's do this, this is what I did. That can be mentoring. Mentoring can also be, and sometimes people think of mentoring as an unpaid thing. Now, this is a really interesting question and I think that that depends on where you are in the world but especially in the UK I think a lot of people associate mentoring as like a free situation versus coaching being a paid thing again that's just a whole different thing up for debate about whether that does mean that because many people are mentors and charge you know huge amounts of money which is fine but mentoring is more of a like supportive you know I don't want to say sound on board but like as someone who can help kind of guide consultancy is in my opinion different so consultancy is where you come with a problem and someone who is a consultant will analyze that will give you their expert opinion will give you suggestions potentially some will help you implement but not many consultancy is often around you know you give somebody a situation and they are helping come up with solutions again it doesn't have to be that but I'm talking about it generally in a context so it's a lot more you know, it might be a project based or it might be they have a goal in mind. Often with consultancy, it can be around there's a specific goal or there's a specific problem or a specific situation. Then you've got strategy. So strategy in itself can be around, you know, what I think it means in this context is building strategy. So you might pay someone to build a strategy for you, whether that's a marketing strategy, a growth strategy, a business strategy, a pricing strategy, an operations strategy. You can pay people who are strategists and who are strategy consultants, who that's part of one of the things I do, where people will help create strategy. And that can be done with you. It can be done for you. That's the kind of options there. And what I mean by that is people can sit with you and you can come up with it together. And then someone might go off and write it and write it themselves. Or some people actually do join for you strategy where you're not really involved and it's more of like a that you just create it. Now I've got a whole other opinion on what I believe is the best route, but that's not really this episode. So that's strategy, hugely important. Then you've got a course. Now, in my opinion, a course is something that is recorded. It's not necessarily live with someone. It's definitely, in my opinion, not one-to-one. It's kind of like a recorded, pre-recorded videos, audios, PDFs, downloads, whatever. It might have, and this is where it gets complicated because You know, a lot of courses now do have other elements where there might be a community attached to it or there might be a Q&A session in a group with the whoever the leader is of the course type of thing that has come into it. But a traditional course is just something that is pre-done that you can get instant access to. Great for learning, for example. A program is something that has completely kind of evolved in the world of investing in yourself over the years and is now more complex than ever before. So a program can literally mean anything where there's a course and there's live sessions. Some programs even involve one-to-one sessions with whoever hosts it. Um, A program can mean there's a course community 
person who will sit plus other cultures so you can have things you know sometimes people call them accelerators you know we've done accelerators before we've done programs where you know there's other people who come in there might be guest experts like it is wild and it is the wild west in terms of like what is available i mean there's literally everything you can find everything and anything at a variety of price points to help aid you in your business so that's like a program then you have advisory services so this is another thing i offer so like people are like what is it what is advisory services so advisory services is where it's often someone who's like on retainer who is there as an expert in a certain field who's there to support the business and the board and potentially CD leadership depending on how big the business is so that is where people might turn up to a board meeting every month or they might turn up to something maybe it's a one-to-one session even and then they advise on your business and they can give advice and they help you they give suggestions they might give you like a brief verbal strategy and they kind of you know they advise they, they're not implementers they're not going and doing the work that's a separate thing they're advising now even in amongst all of that there's stuff we haven't mentioned you know i haven't mentioned in here done for you support so like that's when you're venturing on the side of team members so like obms which are online business managers or you know operations support where it's done for you stuff like that hasn't we haven't actually got to that bit but today i want to just focus on like growing your business and the kind of traditional way people look at that so as you can see from that i've just explained which was like nine minutes or something there's a lot of different options now how do you work out what do you need (laughs) because it can be quite complicated and you can be a bit confused and the other thing to mention that does make it a bit more confusing is that depending on the professional you choose will depend with what you get for example I, in my business, you know, I, sometimes it's hard to describe like what is May James. May James is not me, it's a business. So May James is a business, it's a brand. And I often say we're a strategy consultant company because that kind of covers a lot of areas. But different people call me different things depending on where they are in the world, depending on what I help them with, etc, etc. We have different offers that hit different things. So for example, I am a coach to some people, I'm a mentor to some people. I am a consultant to some businesses. <laughs> I create strategy for some businesses and done for you strategy. So that's what I, you know, we, we help them done with you. And then there's an element of done for you. I combine the two because I believe that's the best mix. I do have a course. I do have a program that we've run in the past and are currently running now. We're not enrolling for um, and probably will in the future at some point have an, a program. And then I also do advisory services, right? So that kind of covers a whole thing of things now the point is you don't need to go and find someone who does all of this it's about an individual skill set so some people will be amazing and they're just a coach and that's all they need to be so some people will just be coaches it just depends on the person and where their expertise lies i am very lucky and have worked very hard to make sure and and personally have skilled in an area where i have multi-skill disciplines so it depends what people need And over a course of one package or even one session, we can go into different areas. So sometimes people come and work with me and, you know, they're essentially, they join one-to-one consultant. That's a container, right? That's like the highest, most intimate container where you get the most access to me. Within that container, there is coaching. There might be 10 minutes of a session where we're like, I'm like really utilizing coaching because I know that that's going to help you and your business. And that's a skill that I can use in that session. 
But I would never say my work is 100% coaching because it just isn't, right? People are coming to me and they want answers. They're not coming to me because they fancy like, oh, let's explore this idea. No. People come to me because they're growing the business. They want to know, right, mate, what should I do? What's the strategy? So that's when strategy comes into play. And does this, I hope this makes sense for what I'm explaining to people so that you can really understand like, oh, this makes sense. So one of the reasons and one of the like secrets, if you will, as to why I think I can get clients such good results and that we have such consistent and strong results and strong relationships with clients and why they save so long is because I have this multidiscipline approach and I use it in how we approach things. And I am never using one vision only. I'm using normally at least two or three different capacities, sometimes more. And so that's kind of where I sit in amongst this all because you know, I can relate to various different pieces. But back to the question. So how do you pick which one you need? So let me try and go through these. And again, I know this is long and I hope it's not boring. I don't think it is though, because I think if you're in this turmoil and mind, not mind fuck, but you know, you're a bit like confused and this is probably really helpful. So coaching is great. Well, This is where I try not to be biased. It's hard because obviously I do a lot of this, so I have quite strong opinions (laughs) on some of this. Coaching is great for a certain type of person. God, this is the thing where I'm tempted to even cut this because I'm like, "Mm, where do we go with this? But coaching is great. I don't know. Maybe you can tell. I am, let's just be honest here. I am not a huge fan of just using pure coaching and like a coaching format for people who are trying to build businesses from the ground up because like inevitably not everyone can have everything inside of them right like at some point someone who was who is the coach needs to understand to some level how to help them grow so like I really struggle with this sometimes because I'm like "Mm, pure coaching coaching's really good for like executives they're good for you know staff it's good for team I think it's just hard because you know, most of my clients call me their business coach, but what we actually do together is not really business coaching. It's like, that's just the term they use. And then what we actually do is a whole other host of things. So personally, let's just think about this, right? You're listening to me because you're interested in my opinion. I personally wouldn't just go for coaching. The problem is, is you will not know that from the person you're buying from. So, cause I don't advertise, like, even if I'm going to sell like coaching and I'm using air quotes here, I won't be, I, I don't sell it of like, oh, it's coaching and it's mental and system and that because you'd get really confused as the person buying it. And this is why I think this comes to the crux of why the coaching industry is so hard to navigate because it's like everybody's definition and idea of what this is and what you're actually going to get on the end of buying it is different. But yeah, personally, and this is why I'm not huge into, which is a whole other episode itself, this whole certification world of like, people getting a certification and then becoming a business coach and then like that's enough for people to know like I'm I don't know but that's a very triggering subject (laughs) as well god we're 15 minutes into this and we haven't even like got past the first question because this is just you can tell there's so much nuance to this but what I'm basically saying is like I have been coached with people who have a certification. I've been coached with people who haven't. And I've had some of the best coaching for people who haven't. And I've had some of the worst coaching from the people who have. I've also had the same situation vice versa, right? So what I'm essentially saying is I'm not convinced by the whole thing. Do I think the industry should be regulated? That's a whole other conversation and a whole other thing that I can go into a different time. I'm not saying people shouldn't have any kind of qualification. I'm just saying that 
I'm not convinced that the certification is particularly like the thing to look for. Like when if someone says to me, like, what should I look for in a coach? I don't say like, go and seek out this, you know, is it the ICF or this type of coaching? Like I'm not, that's not my jam because I think there's all sorts of random crap goes on with that. But anyway, that's a whole other conversation. Please, just so I'm clear, I'm not against certification, but I'm also not saying, I'm just also not like the biggest cheater of it either because I think there's all sorts of issues going on. Anywho. So yeah, that's coaching. Mentoring. I think mentoring's great if like you're really fer- like far along in your business and you're also not like on a massive growth trajectory. Like maybe you've like stabilized, like maybe you're listening to this and you're at the like 10 million a mark, 10 million a year revenue mark, or maybe you're at the one mil and you don't want to go any further. Um or you know, maybe you're at the 500,000 and you're not that bothered about going further, but you just want someone there to like mentor you. I think that's fine. That's not me saying that mentoring can't be this incredible, fast paced, amazing thing. It can be. I'm just saying from personal opinion and experience of seeing client growth, like I wouldn't just go for like, that's just my opinion. Anyway, we'll leave it at that because this episode's going to be so long. Consultancy and hiring a consultant is great I think more people should do it like especially small business owners I don't think people really understand like the true extent of how great that can be so that is great if you have a specific problem if you know that you want answers to something if you want to try and find different options if you want to short-term things maybe you don't want to work with someone for like a long period of time that can be great strategy I will shout from the rooftops out because I just think it's so important so this is where you hire someone to help you build your strategy so like yes you can do it yourself often people don't know where to start or they have no often people don't know where to start or they have something that they already know but they want to optimize and use so like you know people who whether you are just starting out you might want to write you might want some strategy written but then also you know 500 grand a year, 200 grand a year, 60 grand a year, a million a year, whatever, 10 million a year, 100 million a year. Like everybody pretty much somewhere along the line hires strategy consultant or strategist or whatever you want to call them. That's really great if you know you need to do something and you just want to get it done. So for example, like price and strategy, that's a great example. If you know you need to raise your prices, it might be that yes, you could go and get a course on how to price and pricing. And then you could do it yourself or you could just go and get someone to write it for you and with you. That then means they can go and implement. They don't worry about, you know, they're not worried about is that right? Whereas when you do it from a course, for example, some people will then be sat thinking, well, I don't even know like if that's right sort of thing. So strategy is great if you want like peace of mind, know what's going on and feel like you have an expert. Like it's literally like hiring an expert in your business. So that can be really great. A course is great if you're someone who wants to learn and know about things. So for example, great example is Facebook ads. Before you go and spend like, I don't know, 10 grand, 50 grand, 100 grand, a million pound with an ads agency, you might want to fully understand how the ads work so that you can actually know whether or not they're doing a good job. So you might not want to be a Facebook ads expert because that's not your job. But you might want to fully understand how it works and know the terminology around it so that when you're having a conversation with an agency, you know you're not getting ripped off, you know you can stay up to date with the conversation. So for that reason, I think go and get a course. Like that's a great option because you don't need to pay for someone to do that one-to-one with you. You're going to just pay to learn. 
So courses are great for learning. You don't have to just learn with a course. You can implement and stuff. But I think mostly it's like that's what's great for a course. And I think people think that courses are just for people at the beginning of the business, but they're really not. So you can invest in a course at any kind of point if you want. Program. Program is great. I mean, at all stages of your business. Programs and masterminds, I should have said that as well. Like, they kind of go in together. Mastermind is different. Sorry, I should have added mastermind. Let's add mastermind in, actually, because it is different from program. So, a program, the people who are great for that is if you want everything, you kind of want a bit of all the stuff. So, a lot of people like that. And there's a big trend at the minute for people using programs who are scaling. So, you might be at like 100 grand a year and you want to get to 300. You might be at 50 grand a year and you want to go more. You might be just starting your business and a program is great program is a good option you kind of get a bit of everything often you'll get a bit of coaching you might get a bit of course you might get other bits and pieces thrown in community you know that sort of thing so that can be really great and it can be a learning experience and that can be good the thing I would say with the program is it all depends on how the program's set up it all depends on whether or not it makes sense if that doesn't make sense but (laughs) it's like I think with a program, you've got to be really picky is what I'm trying to say. And I think you've got to be really clear on what you want the outcome to be and what you specifically are committed to doing. With a program, you will get huge amounts of resources and volume of information and videos and all the things. And it's about you actually doing something with it. And so you have to be really careful and know your learning style. With all of these that I'm talking about, you have to fully understand your learning style in order to pick the right one is what I personally think. And that's only going to come from trial and error, right? So sometimes you're going to have to make investments where you're like, oh, really, I don't know if that was the best one for me. But it's a win anyway if you find out that it's not for you. And I think that's something really key because you can't really do it by just like, I think this is me. You kind of have to just try it anyway. So don't beat yourself up if you like have done something in the past and you're like, I don't actually know if that was the right thing for me. And it's also not that... You know, sometimes, yes, that comes down to like the person who sold you it should try and help you to uncover that. But then also as the person selling something, like I can say from my end, you know, I try really hard to make sure that the people who buy stuff, it's the right thing for them. But there's certain elements that I can't tell from me being on a call with them for 10 minutes or 15 minutes or 20 minutes on a sales call or, you know, even them explaining to me what they've done previous that isn't going to tell us that answer. Sometimes we've just got to do it, right? And see what happens because I've also had people who, will come and say, you know, I'm not doing a group program because I don't like groups, but then they come into a group program because they really want to do it. And then actually they find out it's amazing, it's the best thing ever, and they love it. And it's a, just, it's a different experience. So I really, really would say that you ha- you do go on a learning journey with this and you do kind of find what works best for you. You've then got advisory services. So who needs advisory services? I mean, I'd argue advisory services are so overlooked and they're great and that's for you if your business is really growing. I'd argue you need advisory services if you have got a big team. Advisory services are great. If you have a lot going on in your business, advisory services can be really good. Essentially, if you're making a decent chunk of money every month because advisory services are not the cheapest thing in the world. I mean, a lot of this is not the cheapest thing in the world. But, you know, if you're just starting out, you don't need advisory services. If you are at the multi-six-figure mark, it makes sense for you to to do that or seven figures or eight or, you know, beyond. So it's just about what is right for this whole kind of thing for you. Yeah, then let's add in mastermind, right? So masterminds, 
have been completely taken out of context, especially in the online business space in the last few years. But I'm talking about what a true mastermind is. So a mastermind is where people get together and it is a master of the minds, as in really intelligent, cool, amazing people come together and they talk and it's a group of people that meet. So often it's like a year long, sometimes it's three years long, sometimes it's six months, but realistically it's normally about a year long. And it's, you know, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people. Some of them even have like a hundred and a thousand, but I don't really get that to me. In my sense, it's like a small group. So like, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 people, 40 people, 50 people, max sort of thing. And they come together often on a quarterly basis, a monthly basis. A lot of them, it's like a monthly basis you meet online, a quarterly basis you meet in person. Maybe you do some retreats, that kind of vibe. But you meet and you talk through your businesses. And a mastermind can be great for people who come with what's going on in their business, what they're currently faced with, and then other people who have other successful businesses who are really high achieving go-getters can help support you and help give you ideas and you bounce ideas off people. Now, this is really cool because it really can allow like a ping pong effect to go on and everyone kind of gets energy from other people. You then obviously listen to everyone else's problems, which massively helps you to be a better business owner and massively gives you contacts on a wider space. So that's really good. Masterminds are notoriously expensive. The point is, is because, you know, it's about the people that are in it. And so often you have to charge a certain amount in order for the right people to get in the room. Masterminds that are different to that have evolved. And that is something that's there at the moment. So a lot of masterminds are now called masterminds, but they're actually group programs. And again, that's not anything bad, but that just kind of is something that is out there. But the thing I was explaining is kind of what I see as a proper traditional mastermind who needs one of them if you're starting your business obviously I don't think that's a great shout it's great if you're scaling great if you're at the six figure multi six figure you know even like 60 grand a year mark it's a great space to be in seven figure eight figure and there's masterminds for everyone so you know the billionaires have a mastermind the millionaires have a mastermind like everybody in the world has different you know there's different masterminds between industries and where you're at but a mastermind can be great What I would say about a mastermind though is you can find some really great networking events that are set up in a way that's essentially like a mastermind, but it's like a fraction of the cost. So some people, I have some clients who are in really great networks and business leadery type stuff where they only pay like 20, 30, 40, 50 quid a month, 100 quid a month, 200 quid a month. And they meet in the way it's set up and the way that it's designed is kind of in a vibe and and an essence of what you get similar to a mastermind so that could be another option for you to add to this list I mean honestly this list could grow we're still on 27 minutes and we haven't even got past question one this could be a two-parter you know this we could just add more and more concepts on here somewhere I'm gonna draw the line but looking at networks and memberships can be a great way of of doing that let's just touch on memberships so memberships again there's so many different types but traditionally there can be business memberships that are like communities that have a learning aspect some of them might even have a course in them some of them might have monthly live sessions that can kind of be a membership vibe that can be great for people starting their business it can be great for people who are growing their business memberships are a great way of accessing a lot of information at often a normal reasonable price so memberships you're kind of looking at like price point of you know 27 25 a month up to like 200 pound a month and there's everything between 47 pounds 97 pounds that kind of thing and they can be great as well they can be great for meeting people they've been great for meeting ideal clients you know things like that they can be good if you're starting your business although 
I do think if you're going to do that, you still need some kind of other additional support that's specific to your business, but they can be good. Now, as I said, please take all of that with a pinch of salt because we there are so many different different things and different kind of avenues to go down, but that might give you a bit more context around all the different types of things. Well, not all of them, there's more, but the ones that we've talked through and like, how do you know which one you need? And through this episode and part two, if we end up on part two, we might not, I'm going to, I'll integrate using these terms where I can to help give context. But ultimately, how do you know if you need whatever? It comes down to finding someone who can really help guide you with that. So as you grow in business, you'll become able to do that yourself more. Obviously for me, like as someone who understands purely what those concepts are, because I live in it and that's my work every day. When I'm hiring a different person to help me with something, I kind of know which one I need. And as you grow in your business and the more you invest and the more that you try, you'll realize what it is you do need at the time. The other thing to say is if you have a business coach or a business mentor and business consultant who's really good, like me, (laughs) I'm joking, but I'm not joking, but I'm just laughing at the, why not? They should be able to help you with what you need. So I spend quite a bit of time actually with clients, helping them understand what is the next investment for them? What does it mean? And I think some people think that's wild for me to say, because obviously like, they'd be like, well, do do you not want them to just work with you and keep paying you money? And I'm like, well, yeah, it doesn't have to be an either or, or it might make more sense for them to not work together and for them to go and work somewhere else. So, you know, I help people a lot with when's the next investment? What are they making? Who should it be? And they will come to me with different people that they quite fancy working with. And I can kind of look at them and I will give them a kind of my opinion because they value that. Again, as an advisory service, as a consultant, that sort of vibe as a mentor, I can kind of give that perspective and, you know, they don't have to take it, but it helps, you know, I'm often, people will come to me and say, we've got this amount of money, how do we spend it? And I can really advise them on where they should be spending that money. So I have a really broad perspective of this and a really strong understanding of what this actually means for businesses across industries and across different stages of business and the size of business. So yeah, if anyone has a specific question of what they should invest in, I don't know, maybe we could do an episode on that where someone like asks the asks a question and we can go into it. But it's a very useful one, I think, to kind of work out what what is it. So leading on from that, and if I've missed something, <laughs> some of you'll be laughing. One of you might be like, you've just missed a really obvious one that I just haven't thought about. But if I have, never mind, we can always add it on. Number two, question number two is, should I invest in group programs slash like things or one-to-one support? Now, this is the ultimate question, I feel. This is the question that everyone needs to know the answer to and it's like a big, big deal. So, the answer is it depends, which I know is unhelpful. And this is going to be an answer to a lot of this stuff because it's all so nuanced. Group work is amazing. It's fabulous. One-to-one work is amazing. It's fabulous. I don't think one is superior to another as an overall arching thing. It might be dependent on the person you're doing it with. So for example, my business at the moment, currently in August of 2022, is set up in a way whereby one-to-one is a more high-touch, intense, the results that I would expect for you to receive are higher than those in a group program. But that is because of how the group programs that I run and have are laid out, set out, and the intention of who they are for. 
there are some people who run group things that that's the only thing that you can do. You can't even do one-to-one with them. Or it might be they can do one-to-one, but it's a hundred grand to do one-to-one with them. Now, in that, that's not to say that their one-to-one is better than group. It totally just depends on where you're at in your business and also what you like to do. A huge amount of my clients prefer to just do one-to-one because they like one-to-one. They'd rather pay the premium. They prefer just having my eyes on their business and doing that whole thing. And it's like tunnel vision. Some people will do both. So I've had people who started on group and transitioned to one-to-one, then go from one-to-one to group. Because what we, the way I set group up in my business is that it doesn't have to be that people have to go from like group up to one-to-one and then that's it and they can't go anywhere. My progression from them can be that they then go to group again. It's not that they have to stay at one-to-one level all the time. So that's what I'm saying about that, you know, and we have something that I can't really talk about that's going to launch at the end of next year. So launching at the end of 2023, which is a group format and is something that is going to be really exciting. But again, that's a long way off launch at the moment. But that really will change the way that the business is laid out to some degree. So should you invest in group versus one-to-one? It depends on what you need. If you need like a done-for-you strategy, then working within a group, I would argue, is not the thing for you to do. If you need community, you need perspective, you need support, you're feeling alone, then group might be a great option for you. I just wouldn't, don't view them as like grouping less than one-to-one because that is a misconception that isn't true and you can get some really amazing groups and some really amazing, great, you know, like group setups that work. What I would say is one-to-one makes more sense, in my opinion, if you need speed. If you need speed, if you need to make money, if you are fully all in, I would argue one-to-one I think one-to-one makes more sense from a time perspective especially from you as a business owner so I have a lot of CEOs who come to me business owners who are like I don't have time they they love to sit in a group and hear everyone chin wag and hear everyone's problems but they're like I've got too much going on in my life like I just need to get in get out and go and so for them it's like one-to-one's the only route because they're just like they don't get why why would they in a group Another thing is, is how much have you got to talk about? So like a lot of my clients, it's like, we've got a lot of stuff to unpack, a lot of stuff to go through that I can't do with them in a group setting. They need that one-to-one time because they need that amount of time in order for us to work through all that stuff. So it also depends on, you know, frequency of time that you want to see someone and how often do you have something that's worth, not worth talking about, but like that you need to chat with someone so for example some clients would much rather just come and see me for one session a month bang out like 60 minutes or 90 minutes or two hours or depending on whatever they want get absolutely focused clear know what they're doing and just run off and go and do it then they would turn up every week in a month say like four times a month on a session because they just don't have the time the capacity the desire whatever so it's about you deciding what you need some people like showing up every week because it helps with accountability and it helps them to stay on track I would say if you're growing your business, the weekly kind of stuff can be good. So like if you're below the six figure mark and you need that constant reminder of like, what's the next step? What should you be doing? And it's more like step by step, task by task, then, you know, group can be a great option. So yeah, it just kind of depends on like where you're at, what the vibe is, what you personally feel is the best for you. Again, it's trial and error. But I would argue time is a big thing. Personally, if you want my opinion in terms of what I've done, 
I've spent a lot of money on one-to-one support just because I found that, and I've spent a lot of money on it in group as well, but nowhere near as much as I have on one-to-one because one-to-one tends to be more expensive, but not always. And I've just found that the one-to-one support has been instrumental for actually making stuff happen, pushing it through, getting stuff over the line. That for me has been really key and really instrumental in actually making the business move forward, which is why I do suggest one-to-one consulting for people a lot because that is really focused on like moving shit and getting stuff done and getting stuff there. It's kind of a funny, a funny place to be. That is my answer to number two. We will move on to number three. I just need to go and grab a drink. Right, I am back. One of those ones, I normally uh, record this podcast for any behind the scenes info that you want to know about in one take and then it, my podcast manager edits anything that needs to come out but most of it I think from what I've heard, doesn't, we just kind of roll it, because it's not as business podcast, you know, I'm interested in keeping it real, and keeping it normal, and I prefer podcasts that are not hugely highly edited and things, so I just went to grab a drink, and then my computer started kicking off, and the storage wouldn't work, and all the other things that was just never ending, so we're back, and I've just been reflecting there, and I just want to add something to the end of number two, as the question, to kind of round off us. I know people are interested in not just hearing my, what I think of, you know, a definition and things like that, but also my opinion and my advice. And one thing I would say is on a whole, there are exceptions, but on a whole, I do think one-to-one is great. If you've got somewhere to go, you've got a goal and you want to get there, whether that's one-to-one strategy consultant, whether it's consultant, coaching, mentoring, advisory services, anything. I just find one-to-one is so like, it just gets you where you need to be. And you know, if you're a big business, and I say big business, it doesn't have to be huge, but you know, if you're growing a business, you're scaling a business, you are really making things happen, or you have big dreams and aspirations, you kind of want to, the one-to-one stuff really kind of works. You know, I can have people, you know, even if you have, you know, you're not making huge amounts of money, the impact of one-to-one is massive. And I don't know if that's a question that's coming up, but even when you're starting, if you can't afford to invest in one-to-one, I really do think it's worth it and I really do think it's helpful because it just skyrockets things and it just allows you to get there really fast. Anyway, number three on this exciting episode. I hope this is useful. I do wonder if it's a bit dry and boring, but I don't think so. I think if you're investing in yourself, you kind of want to do your research and want to hear stuff. So I think this could be interesting. When do you move on from a coach? What a question. This is a good question. So when do you move on from a coach? Again, as all with them, all of these answers, it's going to be, it depends and it's situational. I think this comes down to, well, there's two questions. Number four, the question is, should I stick with the same coach? And I think these two questions are so interlinked. So it's like, should I stick with the same coach? When do you move on from a coach? when well actually let's talk about when you should you stick with the same coach and then we can go back to should we move on from coach should you stick with the same coach in my opinion yes but there's always a but (laughs) I do think you should stick with the same coach if you get on well with them if you find them really useful and can I also just say I'm using the word coach in this but it can be mentor strategist consultant advisor whatever I just don't want to keep saying all those things so I'm just going to say coach but it can mean whatever it needs to mean when you get on really well with them and they fully understand your business and they're really great at what they do 
I would say stick with them. I think if you start hopping over to all these different ones, it's a complete nightmare and disaster. It's not a disaster. Like, you can still get amazing results. But it's just about consistency and it's about people knowing things. And, you know, I've had a couple of people who say, you know, you're my coach for life, which sounds really, like, funny, right? <laughs> it doesn't sound a bit weird when you say it out loud. But what they mean by that is more they see it as a consistent relationship that makes sense to prolong over a period of time and that doesn't mean that people have to like see me every single week for the rest of their lives you know that's not how this works it's not a codependent relationship but it's about you will find when you find someone you'll just find someone and you're just like oh like thankfully that's really you found them now some of you are going to go through a process of dealing with a lot of frogs I mean I suppose it's kind of a bit like a relationship right of You sometimes have to go through various different people and then you find the person that you really click with. Some people and some of my clients, and we've been really lucky with this, of, you know, we've met at the right time and they were maybe starting their business or in the beginning stages of their businesses and they found me and, you know, we've been, we've worked together for a long time. Our client retention rate is really high and people coming back to purchase from us again and again is really high, which I'm really, you know, grateful for and very proud of. And I believe that that's for a whole set of reasons. But, you know, I, I really think that when you find someone, you really find someone. And it can be so scary and so daunting trying to find a really good business coach that when you find one, you're just like, right, that's it. Now, that's not saying you can never go and, like, work with someone else and get some of the support. Like, of course not. Like, it makes sense that you might, have, you know, try different things. But what I think makes for what, if I can speak on behalf of, most people it's like you you just find someone who's a constant so that you know you can rely on them to constantly be progressing themselves and I think this is the idea of do you move on from a coach like it's about the quality of what you're getting I think so like for me it's like we're always as a business we're moving forward but also me personally in my skill set and what I'm able to do with my knowledge always progressive like every day pretty much nearly every day But, you know, if not every month, like there's real shifts happening for me internally in terms of my journey, but also what I'm doing and also what I'm learning. And for me, it's a lot of it is about learning as well. So it's really important for for me. It's part of my job. You know, I see it as part of my job for clients and to be able to support clients. Obviously, when you move like moving on from a coach, it might make sense to move on from a coach if you've suddenly gone from being like a 50 grand a year turnover business to like 10 million grand, 10 million pounds, sorry, a year in the space of like two years, which is going to be very rare. Let's just be honest, right? It's going to be a real unicorn situation. But in that space, you might be like, oh God, I'm going to need to find someone who actually deals in that. 10 million a year arena who really knows because those challenges at that point potentially are going to be very different from the ones that if you're at the 50 grand some people might actually serve at those levels but it's very hard to find that person who will be able to do those two things because in some areas it's a completely different skill set right so in that sense it might make more sense for you to shift but that is a huge jump right and that's not going to make sense to a lot of people a good time to move on from a coach is obviously if you don't get on with them, like if you don't like them, if your relationship has come to the end of it, then fine, you know, maybe you want to move on. I think thinking about moving on from a coach is about, you need to really think about what shiny object syndrome and what isn't. So not that it gets boring, but it can be quite 
you know, similar and familiar <laughs> working with the same coach. And sometimes you'll be like, oh, you've seen this flashy thing and you're like, oh, I'd really like to, you know, work with them. I really want to work with them because they seem like really different and fun and this, that and the other. And that is not always the best decision. It can work out for you and it might be like, you want to try that and you're going to go with it. I have seen where that, not particularly with me, but where other people, other coaches who I've helped grow their business have said, like, people then come crawling back in however long time. And it's not that it's a bad thing, but it's just, you know, something that can happen. So, you know, when do you move on from a coach? I think you move on from one. My big one would be when their values change. If you somehow end up with a situation where the pair of you are not aligned in terms of values, that would be when I would probably jump ship. The other reason I'd probably jump ship is if they just kind of completely change their vision of what they're doing. So I don't mean like in terms of their business, but I just mean in terms of like, if they were once a something coach and now they're doing something completely different and now they're doing like, they're an OBM or something. <laughs> like they're a business coach and now they're an OBM. Like that might be too much of a shift for you and you might be like, oh, that feels a bit weird. So I'm not going to do that. So that would be kind of a, maybe a potential of why you and when you should move. But I think, you know, you can feel into it. Some people just want to move because they just want a different, like a different vibe and a different thing. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's fine. I think it's, you know, good to explore. I will be brutally honest. And this is where <laughs> I'm going to get really honest. You're going to have to move on from some of the people who coach you because some of the people who coach you only can coach you on their business of what they've done. So therefore, it's never going to progress for longer than X amount of time. So I know that's going to ruffle some feathers, but like, let's just be open and honest here, right? So some people are coaching on the basis of like, this is what I've done. This is how you do it. This is what's going on. Like some people are not business professionals and that's like a whole other thing. So like, if that's your coach, then you probably will get to a point where it's like, oh, that's not going to work. Or you might get to a point where the coach themselves then has some kind of issue because we I've seen it before where the client is doing way better than the coach themselves and then the coach gets this weird like inferiority complex about it all and then it just the relationship dies and it becomes this really weird thing. That might be a reason for you to jump ship. What I would say to that is it's two-sided coin because it depends who the professional is and this is why, yes, I'm going to toot my horn, why I think what I provide for people is so high level, amazing, great, exceptional, like top of the game stuff because most of the clients that I work with have bigger businesses than I do. You know, I have a size business that's purposely and intentionally the size that it is. You know, at some years I'd want to grow it, but at other years I don't. Some years I want to make it smaller. Like my business is set up in a way to serve me and what I needed to do. I have expertise, experience, knowledge, learning, all of this stuff, wisdom, insight, to support businesses that are bigger than mine. But that's because I come from a understanding and knowledge of I am a business professional. I'm a business person who understands business. I have business acumen, you know, I've got a business degree. I have a different business. I have a product-based business, service-based business. Like, I understand business on a factual, conceptual, theoretic, and practical level that I'm a business professional. Now, I'm not saying either of the two are wrong. What I'm saying is that is a very different coach from other coaches. Both have got pros, both have got cons. So you need to just look at that. And so for me, like, it's not unusual for me to have clients who are 
running businesses and doing things and running teams and doing things that are, you know, different to mine. That's the whole point. That's the reason I don't, you know, I'm not in that race because that's not what I want. (laughs) My value and best time is served in these specific areas that I choose to give my time to, to these specific businesses that I handpick when they come to me and I accept them into my cohort of people that I support. So it all just depends on the person who they are as a coach, who they are as a professional, what does that look like? But obviously, if you're coaching with someone who's like, I've made a six-figure business, this is how you do it, and then you do it, and great, it works, and how amazing, like, that's a fucking amazing testimonial that the person has actually helped you do that, but then they aren't then going for seven figures or they don't want to go for seven figures or whatever, and then they might not have other things to offer you, and that might be a reason for you to jump ship. And again, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily in the sense of like, if they're happy where they are, they're happy where they are. I'm just saying that it just depends on who it is that you're looking to work with and what you want out of it. I'd also say that when you move on from your coach, it's about emotional intelligence. So a lot of people who coach are not constantly working on their emotional intelligence and are not emotionally intelligent enough to hold space and conversations for some of the type of conversations you're going to have. Bearing in mind, in my work, on a day-to-day basis, I'm sometimes raising conversations with people that they've not even thought about, but are really hard-hitting, difficult topics, you know? Sometimes I have to have conversations with people who've got multiple directors and really get to the crux of issues that have been in the place for like 10 years, 20 years. It's really hard-hitting stuff. It's really difficult conversations that often they don't want to have. That is takes a very specific type of person, and that is why, you know, what I do at May James is so good and is so strong because it takes a certain type of person to be able to do that and that again is not dissing and dismissing anyone who isn't able to do that I'm just explaining that you have to find someone who fits you and where you're at and also where you're going I think and that's really important in terms of what you look for and sometimes you might think you know should I stick with the same coach that's about what do you want from your business so for me, I want people, I want my clients to be able to come with me and they have a business, right? Have a business in a specific industry in a specific niche. If they, for whatever reason, turn around and have to build another business or want to build two businesses, three businesses, four businesses, because yes, we have that. <laughs> it's normal for people to have multiple businesses in my kind of world. Or they need to completely switch the target audience of a business. I want to be in a position to be able to help them to do that, which I can. So that's amazing, right? So people can come to me and be like, right, we're doing this. And then it's like, great, they don't have to go and find another coach. It's like, let's go. Because I'm a strategist. I'm a someone who understands business at a core but like level. I'm not saying I know everything about business. Of course I don't. But I am a very true business acumen and understand business. Whereas they might have gone with a coach and signed a contract for 12 months with someone who is an absolute expert in that area, in that industry, and is like a complete whiz. But then when the person, and let's just say it's like the online coaching world, and they're, uh, you know, let's just think, like they provide, it's hard to think of an example, isn't it? But like a photographer, I don't know, random, but a photographer say, at the point in which they're like, for whatever reason it is, they want to switch that and completely do something different that person in that arena might not be able to support them and they're still kind of in this realm of like 12 month contract and whatever whereas like for what I do and there's other people like me that you can find they are hard to find but you can find them of people who can support people at all sorts of levels 
Like if I was someone who was looking for a business coach or professional or strategist or mentor or whatever, consultant, I would personally be looking for someone who has an understanding of business outside of just their industry and their vacuum because it just really adds a different dimension. The other thing I would say about this, which it doesn't really answer either of the questions, but while we're talking about this makes sense too, is you really need to think about the power of having someone who's out of your immediate space. So like one of the reasons people love working with me is because I'm often not in their actual arena. So for instance, I can help people in financial services. Someone might have a cleaning business. Someone might have something in the care sector. Someone might be in the online space. Someone might be in the market, like a marketing industry. Someone might have an agency that supports people in a certain industry and market and sector. Those businesses are all so different. The reason people like working with me sometimes is because I am not in that specific industry. Therefore, I come with a completely different mindset and approach to problems. And so the solutions we create inadvertently breed innovation. They help people innovate without them even having to think about innovation because we end up having that discussion. And what does happen sometimes and can be a real pitfall is that if you have literally got a mentor that's helping you is in doing the same thing. It becomes this like replica business and it becomes very weird and very strange for your consumers. And it also is very like intertwined because then everyone knows each other, right? So some people are quite, maybe they're private people, maybe they're people who really just want to have an edge above everyone else. They choose to come and work with people like me and and my business, Mayor James, because it makes sense for them, because they then get a competitive advantage. And they then really look at their USP and their USP starts to become this kind of real, clear, solid, unique business in that specific sector and industry. So I would be really, I know this is not the question, but I would be not careful, but I would think about this idea of, do you value what I've just listed versus this like, rip off business model and I don't want to say rip off business model is a way of like saying it's wrong because it's not it's just about like there's a different thing that there's different paths and you have to choose what that is for you there's no right or wrong in this it's not that one person's better than the other it's just about you and your values and what you'd prefer I feel like we can talk about this forever and ever (laughs) it's like a big complex being it's a whole thing right and I know the reason I'm given the time to explain all of this is because I think there's not many people who actually honestly talk about this and honestly talk about what are the options and what does it mean so I think we've kind of answered those two questions should I stick with the same coach my immediate answer is normally yes if they're really really good and you enjoy them when should you move on from a coach to me, it's it's like if you've come to the end of the time and you feel like it's just the end of it or you, you know, the values have really misaligned or whatever. But what I would say on that is the power of having a long-term relationship with someone, and again, long-term, I mean like two years, three years, four years, five years, 10 years, is so, so strong. And also the ease of it, right? A lot of people, it's like, it's just easier to stay with. If someone's really good at what they do, like they will stay with you for a long period of time because they want to. And, and I'm the same, like it makes sense to. So I would say it's a lot more effort and work if you're going to start switching between coaches a lot. I think once you find someone who's really great, I think, you know, you stick it out and you have them in your back pocket and, you know, you know that they are the person for you in their business. 
And then also, like, it comes down to a time thing as well, right? It's like, how much time do we all have to start explaining our stories and explaining all of the ins and outs and all these different things? It can be hard. But yeah, I think that's all for those questions. It was exciting. I really enjoyed that. Um, I'm going to make this a two-parter because we are going to go on for ages and ages and ages. So we still have six other questions around this topic, which we will answer next week in next week's episode. I hope you tune in for it. What we're going to cover in that is about should you work with two coaches at a time? Can't afford what I really want. Should I wait and save up or go for the second option? There's another one about feeling lost like like they've gone through lots of coaches and no one has anything further to offer me like what should they do there someone talking about they haven't seen any return or little return why is that we're going to talk about how much is too much to spend on coaching and how should you plan for investments and be able to afford them so that is what's coming up next week I hope you tune in I hope this is helpful to you I hope this has given you value I hope it's given you insight I'm really open and try and share with you the real honest situation Take care, have a fantastic week and I will see you next week. Catch you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Honest Business Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure that you are subscribed and if you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others and leave a rating and review. To catch up with all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at may.james underscore where I share the raw, uncut, behind-the-scenes reality of what running multiple businesses every day truly looks like. As always, links and any resources that were mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes below. That's all for this episode, and I look forward to seeing you next time.